Hi, welcome to the first episode ever of Film and Other Drugs. And today we'll be discussing the film Ikiru, 1952 by Akira Kurosawa. And it's quite a sleepy episode, by the way, just a heads up. We recorded this when, when it was quite late and we just watched the movie. Um, this won't always be the case, but um, that's so if you're looking for a relaxing episode, you've come to the right place. Um, in addition, you will be hearing spoilers. So if you really wanted to watch this movie, go watch it first, come back to this episode and listen to it. If you feel like you're probably never going to watch it or you don't mind spoilers, keep listening. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. Thank you, Craig. I'm dead. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. So we've just watched Ikiru. I think I'm pronouncing it. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing it correctly. And we're just gonna, yeah, share our thoughts. This is our first episode together, and not our first time talking, though. Hopefully, that becomes apparent. But yeah. So, <laughs> uh, what did you? What's your take on the movie in general to start off with? Yeah. Um. I would say the the first the best way I guess I would describe this movie is that it's it's taking a lot of the thoughts that I've been having recently and I it, I feel like it pushed them farther than I probably would have thought thought of myself, which I'm really happy about because because a lot of these are on my mind right like you know things about I mean first of all my my career and what I'm going to be doing about that um, just my relationship with time and and yes death and stuff like that but but. I think especially the the last was it like half of the movie um was especially useful because it it pushed a lot of my like my ideas further like you know what 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 should you actually expect to live on after your death and it kind of pushed that pretty far which I'm pretty happy about right how about you yeah i'm still stuck on the whole like specific moments like the bit at the end where someone stood up to say something but it felt like the cycle just kept going so it's kind of like yeah he changed something but the system is a lot bigger than just one man right how i interpreted it i don't know yeah so and that that was kind of part of what i was happy they they went there right like so so usually when i watch movies like this I'm, I'm not like a film connoisseur or anything like that i watch basic movies like marvel movies and stuff but the few movies that seem to have similar themes or have a similar plot in my experience they tend to either like do a cop out of like a romance right being kind of the, the thing to to enjoy before you die which is fine or they just they just won't there'll just be like an arbitrary happy ending is, is, has been my experience. And this movie didn't do that. Um, part, and, and kind of to what you were saying, the, this cycle of, so, so in that last half of the movie, they were basically processing, would, would anyone do the same thing if they knew they were going to die? Right. Cause they were, they were basically trying to make excuses or get credit for the park or whatever. And then as they started talking about the main character, they were like, oh, even if I knew I was going to die, like the, the, the amount that he went through to make that park a reality was so risky, right? It's like a lot of them just wouldn't. And, and even at the end where they're like, oh, I'm going to change. It's like, 
deep down they knew they weren't like they were just drunk right and so yeah. that next day where he stood up or that one guy stood up once he saw that literally everything went back to normal it there was that moment of frustration and, and even that i don't know what that character was who that character was but like he, he was staring at the what was it, the section chief or whatever the, the person who took the the job of the main character he was staring at him for like two minutes it was it was pretty long and yeah. it was almost like he was hoping that they would re- they would have remembered their conversation last night, but it just it just washed over them. And so for me, how I interpreted that is like, when you die, like, or when I die, it's like I can't actually expect that to change anyone. That's not what that's not what needs to be um, on my mind, right? Like, like, yeah, it's like his his systems are changed the same right when he left and so and and i think part of it is because you can't force people to share your perspective on things and that's kind of what what i was like okay that makes i'm at peace with that like no matter what you did no matter how great of a person you are there there will always be an excuse for why you happen to be the one who were the special one like they'll they'll there'll, there'll be any amount of excuses to be made if that makes sense yeah he still sort of left a legacy in a way um and I think even though he couldn't change people's, everyone's perspectives on certain things, maybe when we die, our legacy isn't how have we influenced others, but um, because that's not, that's not written in stone or granted to us for sure. It's more like, did you leave something behind that they can perhaps, that will be used no matter what, like that park, is just, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> I don't have to explain it, it's just there. It's like, it's going to be used. It's not whether the officials care about whether they're going to be creating more good things or not. It's like, he somehow made the world a better place. Um, and that's his legacy, perhaps. It was really interesting to see all those, that group of women who came to cry and mourn for him. And that juxtaposition between the group of women and the men, it was just, I wonder if that was done on purpose. Like, why didn't he, speci- why didn't the director or creator sort of go, let there be a group of children or a group of um, poor people in general? It seemed to be. Right. To juxtapose that sort of masculine, like, stick to the rules, the system, and then the fluidity of, I mean, even the. The man who took him to the um, to sort of do some more exploration of life, what he presented to him a lot of the time was just women dancing, and then another young woman came and changed his life. It's like a lot of that re- the repeated imagery of the woman being life. I don't know if you noticed that. I I picked up on that. I was I was just wondering if that's just like a guy thing in general because I'm like. I was I was I was smiling during that period where he was like exploring what was it like the dance scene and all these young girls and like staring at them like like he's in a desert or whatever. Um because I was like of course yeah. that's that's of course that's the first thing that a guy's gonna think is gonna make him happy, just like find find really pretty women for the night or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now I, I guess and, and I did also notice it did also interest me that the people who came to cry or, or really mourn at his funeral were the, the women. I 
still don't fully know what to make of that, but it, I, I was wondering if they were more specifically the mothers of the children. Yeah, I think I was like, yeah. Because just based on how just based on how the ending was structured and 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 kind of the the I feel like the central message of the movie kind of was pointing, right? Because so so to go back to the legacy, I mean that is actually something that I plan to write about myself because this movie did something very interesting where like I said it didn't it didn't go for the oh just enjoy every moment or or get into a romantic relationship to to solve this 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 like fact of your death, like a painful death, right? Which I think a lot of other movies and stories do. It didn't go that direction. What it did, it was it was just very interesting. So if you remember, there was that there was that one girl who people thought he was having an affair with. She was just she was just like a really happy, kind of self-absorbed person. She was just doing her thing, right? Yeah. Um and so there was that last dinner that he had with her, where basically it was a little bit depressing at first, but then he comes right out and asks, he's like, okay, like, you seem very happy. Like, how can I be like you? was kind of his wording. It's like, how can I? And, and I was very surprised that they went that direction. Because usually, in, again, in my experience, if someone's happy, if they're, or especially if there's like a, a woman happy in the situation, then of course they have to hook up or whatever. And I was like, okay, they, they, thank God they didn't go the direction, especially since this is like basically his daughter, like age-wise. Um, yeah. So they didn't go there. But he asks, okay, how are you able to be this happy seemingly all the time? And he, he, I have to go back, I have to re, either rewatch the movie or find the quotes, because the quote was more specific than that. Yeah. And what she said was, she kind of said it in a very casual way, which was very fascinating, just given how important it was to the plot. But she was like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. It's like, I, you know, one, she's working her, her tail off and she's, she's also miserable. She's like, it's not like my whole life is happy. But then she pulls out that white rabbit that hopping right rabbit and she's like well you know on my spare time i make these and you know or I, either she either makes it in her spare time or she makes it for her job i don't remember um but she talks about how when she makes them she feels like she's sharing in the happiness of all the other children that will play with it right and she's like well yeah that's my answer it's like i, I make something and and at first he was like oh well there's not enough time for me for that so he got super depressed and she was like, well, I don't know about that. Um, and then it was towards the end, she was a little bit freaked out because he just wasn't being clear at the time. But I think I, the wording he said was, it's not too late for me. I just, have to, I, just have to have, I just have to find the will to see it through. Something like that. And that's what led to the whole park situation. And so skipping all the way to the end, like the legacy of the park is he created something that... I mean, really for the kids, ultimately. But, like, he created something that kids, probably for generations from now, it's like, they will be happy without realizing that it came from somewhere. And to him, that doesn't matter. And so, but, and maybe that will positively influence them, maybe it won't, who knows. But, like, it's, it's almost, more than leaving something behind, it's like he's creating one last way of sharing happiness with the world, right? Um, which is a very interesting legacy because it because at least from my standpoint it's that's not exactly super productive like it's like okay i'm glad you guys are happy now what right it's like okay let's say you played at the park and then you proceed to like not do anything at home or you still treat your parents like crap at home like so it's not like it's a very direct um 
a directly practical thing, but the legacy of that happiness and of him sharing in that happiness, especially before he died, is something that stands out to me. And I think it's a very interesting message um, compared to what, I've, what I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's giving me a lot to think about. That idea of sharing in happiness or, I mean, I'd even go as to say, like, he doesn't, it, it seems like he doesn't have to understand how to be happy himself. He just knows that if there are people like her that exist that just can enjoy in the moment and things like that, or have that sort of childlike nature, then... Because he seems to be happy because she was happy. Like, even in the moments when um, she was teasing him, it, it, it took him that second to realise that she was truly overjoyed by this joke that she'd made, that he let go and started laughing as well. And so... Yeah, I think it's this sort of like, okay, I might not be able to live to see this. I might not be, a, I might not be able to become a kid again, but as long as there is life and there are kids and there are people who can, who find joy in these things, like let them have it sort of thing. Like life is almost like saying like life is for the youth or, or, um, cause when he was on that swing, it didn't seem like he was hoping for himself it was like he was just letting go one last time um and yeah i also just just want to say as well like you said that she was miserable the, the girl the young woman i i do see that as well it's like she was just trying to say no i just eat and i work and i sleep and it's just you know she brought out this thing that she'd made and it, and it was like a light bulb moment for me it's like she does seem to enjoy things more, but that could just be because she's younger. Um, but even she was saying, I'm like, she's basically bored of it now. Like she's, you know, they've talked about everything they could talk about and she seemed to stop enjoying going out with him. Um, and she seemed to start to look at other people and envy other people. And I think that that tells us something about happiness maybe is that when we're looking at others from the outside in, we, think that their happiness is what something to uh, envy? I don't know, it just seemed like... I was quite surprised to see her bring out that rabbit and say, well, you know, I like creating these things and it helps me connect to children or something like that. I just, it just was very... As you said as well, this movie doesn't take you where you expect it to take you. And it's not that kind of like, big plot twist type thing it's more so oh right okay like it seems more realistic than what we're used to from movies as you were saying yeah i definitely agree i i would say with um to your point about the the young woman being bored of of the of her interactions with the with the main character and and envying you know other other people from the outside i i feel like that that was also something i was paying attention to or or at least thinking about which is what is it like so the question i had or or the the thing i was paying attention to is like 
what would it be like in a world where you're the only one who who actually takes their death seriously right like and 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 actually believes it's gonna happen right and the reason i bring that up is that not just with the young girl but like pretty much with every other character in the show it's like or show the movie um they're this notion of dying seemed very abstract or distant to them. It didn't feel like a personal issue for them, right? And so, I mean, the, the, for me, with the young girl especially, it's like every time they interacted, um, she interacted with the main character. I mean, on the one hand, she did have that joy, that childlike joy that I do think the main character admired. Like, the, 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 what I was thinking of was like, I don't know if you've ever done any babysitting, but it's like sometimes when you're babysitting and you just watch like a little kid just like giggle and stuff like that, it just it's just very um, heartwarming. Just because like they like they truly don't have anything else to worry about <laughs> because like they're just truly in that moment. Um, and I think a lot of her, a lot of that woman's joy in the movie, I feel like had that energy of just like a very very pure, innocent enjoyment of whatever like whatever joke she was making or whatever she was playing at that time or whatever but i think on the flip side and i think this was this is something that i was noticing in that last interactions in the last few interactions they had was even well first i i was surprised that she didn't he didn't tell her she had cancer or, or he had cancer sorry um so i think in her mind he was just being a weird old man if i'm being honest like she, you know she was starting to get a little bit suspicious she was like okay like, what is this person's intentions? And even I, I was thinking that at some point because I thought it was going to be that type of movie, right? Um, but I think in her mind, part of her envy for the other girls is that, this is going to sound weird, but I think she assumed that they would keep interacting forever. And so she wanted, she wanted that variety. She wanted that, that spice that other girls had because she just assumed that they would, you know, he would continue on and she would continue on. Whereas with him, it's like, like if you know you're going to die, it's like, are you, at least for me, I was thinking, it's like, are you really as concerned about how, how quote unquote fun the out, night out is? Is that really what you're worried about? Like, or is it more you're just savoring the moment that you have? And if, but if both people don't have that mindset when you're hanging out, it's, it's just, of course it would be boring to the other person because it's like, like, what are we just doing sitting here, for example? Or what are we just doing just like talking about, you know, the same thing? Um, hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully I'm not rambling. Basically I'm saying it's like she didn't have that same sense of urgency that he had. And similarly, just everyone else, I think especially after his death, it kind of showed. It's like everyone else just didn't have that sense of, oh, like I might be gone soon. Um, which I think led them to be as complacent as they are. They're like, okay, I, you know, as long as I don't do anything at work, if I pretend to do everything at work, and if I live on to see the next day, I'll, I'll make my pension or I'll make the promotion or whatever. Whereas with him, it's like he went through great lengths to do things that people would never expect from his job position just because he had that, it's like he was racing against time in a certain sense. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too much of a abstract. Yeah, no, it makes it makes sense. I, I guess, yeah, it's just so interesting because like he is not, he's the only one who sort of has that privilege of knowing that he is dying soon. Like everyone knows it, but he has it 
as a constant reminder, whether it's through his diagnosis or through his like constant pain. And he did seem to slowly die throughout, like as the movie progressed, of how he physically looked, sounded, how small he was getting. And yet when he, you know, well, before I move on to that point, um, what was the other thing you were saying? So. I think about, you covered it. I mean, all I was saying is that because other people didn't share that sense of urgency with him, that they, they approached, they, they approached moments as though they were boring and as though it could be like thrown away is basically how I describe it. Oh, like right. The, yeah. 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 Whereas if it's your, you know, it's one of your last moments, you're like, everything is, it, you know, exciting. And that's interesting, though, because he didn't really seem to have that um, on his own. He seemed to need it from other people, that excitement thing. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I, I do. I... I and I wonder if this was intentional on the movie's part because to some degree the only reason he did half of the stuff like whether it was going out with the women or even hanging out with the the young woman who he was happy with it's like t- it 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 almost felt like another job that sounds weird to say but in my mind it's like okay the only reason he went out and was because he he just didn't know how to approach death himself right and he even admitted that um in that final conversation with that young woman he's like i don't even know how i feel about this type of stuff so it's like he was just like going along with the outside world because he's like okay well i guess this is what you do right um and it, yeah that's that's so why i you said like when he just... hmm. oh sorry there was a bit of a delay what do you say all i was gonna say is that like there was a comment I made during the movie itself where it's like, I felt like he, like I was watching a teenager. Like he, he was old physically, but it's like, I was watching like a young person, like, and it, it was because of that almost naive following the advice of other people on what to do. And I was like, Oh man, this is sad. <laughs> like, it's like, you're just following around random guys that you just met telling you how you should dance and who you should talk to. And I'm like, this is, it's cute in a way, but it's, it, it felt, I don't want to use the word immature because that's not exactly the word I would use, but it did feel like it felt like he had to, he had so little experience in that area of life that he did essentially become a dependent child in a lot of those ways. And it was only after he admitted to himself what his real concerns are that he was able to really take control basically and have his own initiative, you know, with the park and all that. Um, I want to yeah. Like not brought out the rabbit, would would he have not thought about creating something? I um, that's an interesting that's an interesting quote. I I do I don't know. That moment was weird, right? Because it because on the one hand he did finally admit what his what his deepest desire was, which was like he wanted that happiness for himself, basically, and in a way. It, the way in which he would have went about that happiness did depend on her answer, right? So yeah, I guess I guess if she didn't bring out the bunny or if she didn't actually mention what made her happy, he probably would have wasted another few years or a few years, few months, like just following her answer. And, and I guess that's what I mean again by like him being a little kid, because even even him asking that young girl that, it 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 felt very childlike. It's like just like 
you're like, it's almost like you're asking your parents what to do. It's like, tell me what I need to do was kind of the energy I got from that scene. Um, which, which is a little bit sad in its own way. But I think he was, I think what the movie did well, and I think what the main character benefited from as a result is that he actually was hanging out with someone who did know how to make themselves happy, right? And who was very open about that, right? So, so unlike his coworkers, where it's like they're also just trying to get by and they, they lie just to, you know, avoid trouble. If, if you remember, she was like one of the characters, she was like one of the few characters at that job who just was very honest, right? She's like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> Excuse my language. I don't like it here. Like, yeah. I want to quit. I'm done. I want to go do, I, I forgot what she wanted to do instead, but she, she's like, I want to do something instead. And she was very, very, very honest. And so that, that honesty and, and her, um, her insistence on making herself happy was in, in a way exactly the right person he needed to ask that question to. Because I think only they would give an honest answer. Yeah. And it, it is quite ironic that, that she went to him for the retirement thing, like she needed his advice or... I don't know what it was that she she initiated. How did they like get close? She needed to she go. She needed through. a signature, right? So so, because mm. she initially just asked for the retire. She asked to resign, like right, like at work. And they're like, "Oh my god, why would you do that?" And she was like, "No, I don't care. <laughs> like, just let me go." And so they're like, "Okay, you technically need his signature because that's how their bureaucracy worked." And the way they bonded was like she. Again, it's like she got his signature, but then she just was she just kept being herself. She was like, okay, if I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna be amused while I'm here. So I'm gonna tell you about these nicknames I came up with for my for my coworkers, and I think that's funny. And I'm also gonna, you know, poke fun at you because I think that's funny, and that's and he just happened to find that amusing. Right? And so that's how they started to hang out. Right, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Alexa, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I just don't put it focuses. Um, can you hear me fine, by the way? Bit quiet on my end. Maybe I see. Hear me better? No. Okay. Well, I'll well, just try. Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just try to be as as clear as I can. So, yeah, I'm still thinking about the scene that you already mentioned once, Reggie, when they were sitting there at this um, dance place slash dining place, um, having some dinner together, and how he was so fond of her uh, so drawn to her and and she didn't really get the reason like why and I loved it when when he said why he wanted to have her around himself because he felt warm I mean I'm all about feelings right but he just said that you're alive and how come like there was this puzzle and I know you guys already talked about this so I'm a bit late to the party here but he was trying to solve this puzzle of how to stop being this mummy for at least one day. And um, I think it's interesting how often the important lessons in life 
they seem to come from very unexpected places, like this young woman was for him. And uh, maybe that's the time when, when you start noticing, when, when everything is on hold, when, when everything kind of goes in slow motion after you have received some sort of, you know, in his case, he had this fatal disease. Um, and, yeah, you have to reevaluate everything you've been doing and thinking so far. And suddenly your eyes are open to see things differently or, or new things, or at least give them a chance, like, uh, which you wouldn't have before. Give it time and explore things. And, yeah, I was just thinking of that. Even though she was, yeah, what you already said, like, she didn't really get the point, like, why did he keep inviting her to do the fun stuff and so forth? Um, what did he see in her? And Yeah, but, yeah, it was interesting. And I think she learned a lot, too, from that whole experience. I'm not sure what, though. <laughs> Maybe you guys have some input on that one. I don't know if she learned anything. I don't know if many people learned anything from the, in, within the movie, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. I, th I think that was part of the point of, like, um, people want to feel like they've learned stuff, but many times in our life we have to go through the same cycles to even move like a, a, a little bit of percentage forward but it takes something like a life sentence or a death sentence you know and this this movie kind of reminds me of the Shawshank Redemption in the sense that um, he took joy out of working towards a goal that he may they, that he may never see kind of thing um, it really reminded me of that digging a tunnel and that tunnel vision focus on this thing. He could have died before he got the park ready or got the permission and the guy in the Shawshank Redemption could have um, been caught before he escaped but both of them have so much patience even though it's kind of the opposite way round. like one has so many years and the other one knows he only has a few months but for some reason they feel connected to me um maybe the movie's trying to tell us something about like producing or working towards a thing is more enjoyable than the than the recognition you get or seeing it in effect um and i've been process i've been processing that recently like you know you look forward to something and you get the thing and actually looking forward to the thing is more enjoyable than getting the thing sometimes mm. yeah yeah so work is pleasure work is meaningful in a way and that is the point not the result meaningful work for sure yeah 
because his, his work didn't seem to give him that meaning. He said he was always busy, but bored or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was probably a main reason also to, to his um, poor relationship with the son, his preoccupation with his work. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of that scene when he was ill at the hospital. And I think he had to undergo surgery. The boy was quite young. And Watanabe, he wasn't there for, he he didn't say for that. So he didn't really prioritize his own son. I guess it's part of maybe, yeah, the culture and expectations. I don't know. But no wonder he had, a, well, not a very fond and close relationship later with him. Yeah, it seemed like he had to reinterpret many things. And in some ways, what he was doing wasn't different. He was working hard until the very day he died. Um, it just it just had to mean something to him. And, and so that kind of gives me the idea that perhaps we can never get away from our inherent like needs, um, whether that's to work around the clock for someone else or um, chase after certain pleasures, you know, maybe it just has to hit a different um, frequency or something. It's like, well, do you know, it seems like he was still doing the same thing. He didn't learn to slow down, enjoy life, become someone who just consumes uh, dances mm. and cigars and amazing food. It just, he's still had to have some sort of uh, busy mission, thing. but he just had to re- it's, it's almost like death helps you reinterpret everything, uh, which is kind of cliche, it's like, oh, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I wonder if it were a different type of character, whether they would have also done that much work. Um, I don't think a person can just become a marathon runner, even if they're dying. Especially if they're dying. Some people would definitely like to lay in bed a lot more and just enjoy whatever they want to enjoy, because life is over. Hmm. Yeah, there were so many things to take away, but I think <clears throat> I was quite impressed with the with the actors. Uh, I must admit that I didn't expect much, and that's my bad, <laughs> because it was a very old movie, like 
think, 70 years old. And not from the acting in particular. I mean, great actors have been there all the time, but more from, you know, the quality in terms of technology and so forth. But I felt that after a while, I didn't even think about the quality. Like sound was breaking and there were things that I was a little bit annoyed about in the beginning. But just getting into the whole story and there wasn't necessarily a lot of talking, but there was a lot of acting, like the sincere, authentic uh, way of displaying those, uh, you know, very small, mini, what do you call them? Micro expressions. And yeah, I was really impressed by quite a few of them. Oops. Yeah, definitely. It was the music, um, as we mentioned earlier when we were um, texting about it, as we were watching, it's like just that I think it was like French music and it was just really nice to see mm-hmm. all the costumes and get a perspective of what it was like back then, I guess the 50s or whenever it was supposed to be based. Um, at times I did get a bit frustrated because I was like, I'm not really used to black and white movies, but now I'm like actually quite open to watching some more. So if any of our gentle listeners have any <laughs> suggestions, that would be good. Um, but yeah, I, I too got frustrated with some of the sounds and some of the, it seems like at times they were screeching or shouting and I was like, what is going on? Um, it was definitely a sensory overload in some ways. I think that made up for the the fact that it was just in black and white. Um, but yeah, it also felt like some sort of party. The whole movie was like a celebration of like, not celebration really, that's the wrong one. Yeah. Felt like crash, crashing towards an end. Right. Somehow the opposite of another round, but still within the same main idea. Yeah. Like really dark and slow and yeah. But yeah, if uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap up here. It sounds like we're all pretty tired. Um, I will, yeah, I'll leave a little note after this recording. And thank you for joining my, um, well, thank you for joining the stream and giving me your thoughts on this film. It's really good to discuss with you. Hopefully we'll be discussing another movie soon. Yeah. Thank you. Go on, Reggie. No, I was just saying looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. Thank you for letting us be here and watch this movie together. And it's going to stay with me for the week, I think. I'm going to process it further. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is, this is not a movie that is forgotten easily. I can see why it's um, yeah, recommended by so many different websites and 
definitely a movie to watch. Um, do you guys reckon like you have to be in a speci specific headspace for this? Like were either of you like taken aback or um, like would you just recommend this to anyone or? I definitely needs there's this can't just be watched at any time. <laughs> this, is not, this isn't like uh, a fun summer movie, let's say. Right. Uh, I I would say I mean, but at the same time, I don't know if you necessarily have to be like in your feelings before watching it either. It I would say maybe though, just I guess just be prepared to have like an actual, you know, quite a few moments related to death, especially if that's something you're you're dealing with recently. So I guess just be ready for that. Um, I do think there was also just quite a few scenes just related to like family dynamics and work dynamics that were pretty um I don't I don't want to use the word uncomfortable but like they definitely aren't the happiest let's say um so and I know a lot of people just need to be in a certain they'd have to be ready for that type of stuff so I think just maybe keeping those in mind um before watch this year. yeah for sure I don't think I have anything to add. I fully agree with that so especially the family dynamic scenes, like, whoa, um, to know that, oh, I don't want to ruin it too much, but I mean, no, wait, we've already discussed everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> I should have done my spoiler alert at the beginning. I, I have, I, I can do that. Um, but so, yeah, the way the son was basically, what, freaking like disowned or, it's just crazy that you can come towards the end of life and still have a really bad um relationship with your family and um that is just reality you know it's not death doesn't become doesn't death doesn't bring us all together and also i don't think they they knew exactly that he had cancer but i feel like they kind of knew without no i don't think you can yeah you know, I, I feel like they i feel like someone told them too yeah like, which is i mean so oh, sorry so briefly before we go i mean one thing I guess I will say that I also found interesting about this movie. We might, we might not have to talk about it right now, mm -hmm. but it did a really good job just showing just how, just how rumors spread about a person. Like, like half of the movie was gossip. Yeah. And I was like, this is extremely fascinating. And so, yeah. you know, to bring this to the son and, and his relationship with his father, yeah. part of the reason why there was a, I don't want to call it a falling out. Cause I think they're, they were already always on bad terms to some extent, but part of, let's say, the part of the excuse to why the son was as rude as he was was because of this gossip about his dad or the negative none of it was true but i think even the cancer was part of that gossip so it was, it was hard to determine admittedly what was true and what wasn't but he he chose to believe certain gossip and chose not to believe others um and i think that's what happening so in a weird way, it's like he, he chose to ignore the truth and he chose to believe a bunch of lies because it, it just suited how he felt, I guess. Yeah. And also just before we wrap up, I just got another thought as well. This movie makes me realize just how like important it is to bring that topic of like death closer to you the earliest you can because it seems like when you let it go for so long and it's basically the end of your life or you've accumulated so much negativity in specific aspects, whether it's work, family, whatever, 
it can be so hard to undo. It seemed like he could only really put all his energy into one thing, which was, let's make this park happen. Um, he didn't love again after he was widowed 20 years ago. He didn't have a relationship with his son. He didn't um, have any friends. It was just like, well, if I'm going to be able to do one thing, I guess it will be this thing. So it's that sort of aspect of beggars can't be choosers. By the end of your life, you're begging to fix what you didn't fix before. And so that's why it's like, whoa, this movie kind of hits. It's like, start working on those things as soon as possible. And I, I guess most people in this, you know, in this day and age know that already. We have this whole element of, you know, um, hustle culture or like health, um, fitness, uh, what's it called? The uh, industry kind of like reverse aging, all these things, they already kind of exist, but underneath all of that bullshit, I think there's more to it. There's more like, what is it within you that you really want to fix before you go? you know, become that person that you envy or become the version of yourself that you just think, oh, one day or, you know, um, that's not me. And I think with someone like him, there's that element of, well, this is just it. This is just me. I just work here for 30 years and that's it. It's like, okay, well. And I don't know about you guys, but I've heard this from older people in particular where they can't really change uh, or they, they say like why should I change you know I'm I'm this age now or something like that and, um there I've you know there are even like authors who talk about the older generation being harder to um open up to change and the younger generation being the 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 voice of change or the the youth or bring about whatever change you know these slogans that you hear um and i think this movie is really good in a sense that it kind of tells us that you can change it any time it's it is probably just harder to change everything at, at, after a certain time and that um it doesn't mean that there's no point that you shouldn't try but It's, it's kind of bitters, bittersweet, it's kind of just, you know, like, so lovely that he could change something, he could do something, but you almost want him to have had that time to fix his relationship with his son, or get a wife when his um, old friend told him to, you know, someone who would have kept him company in his old age, or something, so... Yeah, that's how it's leaving me. Um, just a little, little bit anxious, I guess. <laughs> um. yeah, that's a really nice and, and valuable good point that we should consider that as early as possible. Yeah. And if we don't, and if things go to shit, this is also another bit of good news. 
it doesn't matter how you know stingy and stern and how someone might have thought you were a mummy and you can never change someone like him could change so anyone can basically yeah anyone can make a park and make a bunch of kids happy or whatever i don't know <laughs> that's silly very very straightforward interpretation just there but that's me <laughs> um but yeah, I think that this is pretty good for our first episode, well, group episode, um, and I will, I'd really look forward to the next talk. So I'm just going to stop the recording now.